Welcome back to the Living Every Now podcast. My name is Will. My name is Jake. And today I got a question for you, Jake. So I'm going to read you a tweet by our man, our guy, Paul Graham. Oh, yo, he's been kind of firing some crazy tweets lately. (laughs) Yeah, he kind of has. I'm not going to lie to you there. This tweet came out over a month ago. Okay. And I read it over a month ago. Okay. And it has not left my mind. Stuck with you, huh? It stuck with me. And it stuck with me because I... Let me just read it to you first and then I'll explain. So I'm going to read you the tweet. You're going to tell me yes or no. I do agree with this or I don't agree with this. (laughs) Okay. No, like Richter scale or anything? Okay. No. Got it. It's a binary thing. Got it. Okay. If you have big ambitions, you'll probably need to work a lot. If not, you may not need to. Either is okay. End of the tweet. Oh, I read this live. Like the day he tweeted it. I I read it too. It stuck with me too. I think he's right. Okay. Yeah. That is how I felt initially as well. But the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, what is he doing here with his words? I I tried to dissect it a little bit more. Okay. And what I think he's done, and you're going to have to tell me if I'm crazy. I think he has used a bunch of fancy words to, in a nice sounding way, say the same exact sentence as, it's okay to be lazy. And when you say it like that, I think those sentences mean the same thing, but I feel very differently about, it's okay to be lazy. Because let's look at the words here. If, if you don't want to be ambitious, you don't need to work a lot. Yeah. Either is okay. So he's saying it's okay to not work a lot. What's another way of saying not work a lot? Be lazy. Right. It's okay to be lazy. Right. I hear, I hear you. You think there's something wrong with being lazy? You just feel intrinsically... Like if I came up to you and said, you know what? I'm never going to work out again. I'm never going to try to learn another thing again. I'm officially becoming lazy. I would feel like I was sinning telling you that. <laughs> I would rather tell you my deepest, darkest secret than say those words and mean them. Okay. Even though... Like, I don't know. I agree with what he's saying, but uh-huh. I also feel dirty saying it. I, I feel like he's not saying what you're saying. I feel like what What's he's saying is that mediocrity is okay. I think he means that you can, pardon me, <laughs> Perrier <laughs> and Brussels sprouts. <laughs> what a combo. <laughs> um, I think what he's saying is that you can live a perfectly good life without having crazy big goals. That's how I interpret it when I read it. Okay. Yeah. Was that like, it's okay. You don't have to, you don't have to be a hustle culture phenom. You don't have to have a Y Combinator break. But there's a lot of things in life that are not ambitious, but are also hard work. So, if it's okay to not be ambitious, is that because ambition is optionary or because hard work is optionary? Optional, not optionary. <laughs> optional, <laughs> optionary is not a word. Like, it, is, is hard work optional or is ambition optional? Is hard work necessary? E- even if you are just going for mediocrity, is there something about working hard that is a precursor to some important thing in life. We both come from blue collar families where that was valued growing up. I assume, I'm assuming that of you. 
I think that that's true. I wouldn't call my life blue collar, but your I, family, like hardworking people, hardworking people who make good money. Okay, all I mean yeah. is that work ethic was instilled in mm-hmm. you from a young age, right? Yeah. Okay, same. And that has been something that I've championed because I've seen benefits from it. And also it's what earned me praises from my family and the people I looked up to going up, growing up, right? Mm-hmm. I do think, so it's hard to discern where my bias lies in validating whether hard work is actually a good thing or and there's actual reward from it or it's just something that I find really motivating and really rewarding. So I don't know. I, f- I want to lean towards yes, but then again, I, I'm just telling you how biased I am. Like I really believe in hard work. Now, I also have huge dreams and I want that and I realize what that takes. And that is not something that I think everybody wants actually. And I think that there's a lot of people that needed to hear what he said from that perspective more than condoning Laziness. I think he's saying he's accepting mediocrity, not condoning laziness. And I think mediocrity is just like mediocrity is kind of a shitty word to use because that's not. It's just, it's just normal. Like you're within the bell curve. You're you're not you're not an outlier, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like you, the, the some of the best things in life, like like having a child, and um, you know, being disciplined in your workout workouts, like being able to go to workouts every week and not have a crazy schedule or anything you can fit in a really solid life without overexerting yourself yeah no i i I totally get that part and i agree with it uh i would compare it this this might be stereotypical but china versus italy in their cultural ways of life Mm -hmm. chinese people I've, i've never met a goofy chinese person they're they're like hardworking people. Uh-huh. That's the the stereotype of a Chinese person. They're mm-hmm. they're ambitious. They they work very hard. They value uh, hard work and achievement over the immediate physical. Uh, I, I guess if if the their culture is long term versus short term fulfillment, they're super super long term fulfillment. Mm-hmm. I would say on the other side of that spectrum is like Italy. They take naps every day. They're happy-go-lucky people. Um, they, I would say they put more of their effort into the short-term fulfillment, like immediate pleasures you can feel now, like delicious foods. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a nap right now. We're all going to hang out. Um, I think on the Modern Wisdom podcast, uh, he was talking to a doctor. And in Italy, the doctors all get together at lunchtime and they all sit down and have a meal together, like in the middle of a busy hospital. That's beautiful. Whereas in America if you're a doctor working a busy shift, you're lucky to get a break at all. Right. So kind of there's, there's two approaches. One of them is clearly working harder than the other one. Right. But one is not better or worse. Right. Than the other. And it's hard to know, especially when we start like piggybacking off our last conversation, when we start asking ourselves, what is the goal? Because I think that there's, they might have different goals. I think they definitely have different goals. Yeah, I think that... Because I would love to be more... I don't know, more community-oriented as a, as a culture here. Like, I would love the idea of all of our doctors get sitting down to do lunch. But then I don't... Like, 
do people more people die? Like, how does that work? Probably, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I don't I don't know. But this kind of parallels some of the bigger themes that we talk about in our personal lives about trying to go change the world. If we're gonna go try and do something crazily ambitious, right? There's an opportunity cost to that. That -hmm. opportunity cost might be being a good parent. Mm -hmm. Being a good parent is a tremendous amount of hard work. It's just not as ambitious. So if we choose one of those hard work things, the other one is going to suffer. Oh, no. And there's a bunch of fundamental underlying questions about what it is you're actually going to value in your life do you want to be someone who goes out and tries to make a lot of money? Are you going to be someone who goes out and tries to make an impact on the world positively or however, or are you going to be a person who goes and has a kid? Right. Yeah. I feel frustrated with myself, honestly, listening to this conversation because I feel myself having become more sedentary, focusing on more happiness driven. Like that was the focus being the best me and not necessarily pursuing my goals. And I do feel like there can be some balance there, but I feel like I have to skew more back towards what you're saying, like sacrificing some of them, those things. Sacrifice, I think, is a really great word for it because no matter what it is, you can, you can always have a balance, but at the two extremes, you can choose to make yourself happy or you can choose to serve other people or... Right. I guess, serve the markets or whatever it is you're choosing to serve. And it's interesting because I think that in some ways, if you devote yourself to service, that service can be fulfilling, like in a personal way. I think it depends on what you're serving. You can serve anything. You can you can serve your music label. You can serve... Uh, people in South Africa by going over there and helping. Like what you choose to spend your time on is what you're serving. Mm -hmm. So we're all serving. We're just not viewing it that way. We're all all martyrs for a cause because we're giving our entire life to something. Like my mother was a martyr for my life. Mm -hmm. Like if you choose to do music, you're going to be a martyr for me. You're going to give your entire life, everything you have to something. And that thing has to be important. Yeah. Or it doesn't have to be important. It just has to be whatever you choose. You can choose to make your fucking life a joke and dedicate yourself to the circus. Mm-hmm. That's fine, I guess, if you're Paul Graham, because everything's fucking okay. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but like, doesn't that feel cheap? Doesn't it like what if we all just choose to serve things that actually fucking mattered? Is that a weird thing to say? Actually fucking mattered? Yeah. Like what if everyone instead of trying to serve themselves or the circus or mm. money or mm-hmm. whatever. Like this is never going to happen, but mm. is it, is it immoral to say that all forms of service are okay? Like, like my form of serving the world, what I choose to spend my time on is equally as valid as yours, even though yours is making the world better and I'm in the fucking circus. Well, I think that there's an argument there because like, I don't know about the circus per se, but it depends on how you look at the situation. For example, how I think about entertainment in general is important. Like it serves an important role in society. Art serves an important role in society that uh, creates dialogue as like I like to say, and then also uh, brings to the surface, in my opinion, important topics. 
uh, when done well and is a form of healing and a form of joy and a form of grieving sometimes and a form of expression sometimes for a lot of people that partake in that art. So it feels like an important role in society that when I think about like, cause it sounds silly, right? At least topically like, yes, this person wants to be in the circus or they're going to be in a performing arts show. They're on Disney on ice, but we have no idea how Disney on ice impacts the children in that crowd positively. Like they could like, I don't want to take away from that per se. Like the circus is a little different. And the reason is, is because of like the animal cruelty and stuff. I don't think that that's necessarily the best way to serve others. Um, but I could I could at least listen to that argument about how they're entertaining others. Like I think entertainment, I guess the point of my conversation was just that entertainment is still a valid, valid way to serve others. Okay. Maybe there's two levels of, of valid here. There's I wanted to ask you what you thought was like how do you decide what when how you quote it actually fucking matters? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, th- there's two ways to look at it. There's the external perspective of w- what is my literal impact on the world around me? And you can create metrics of, of the way you leave the world. Uh, but there's also the internal metrics of how, what is the subjective experience of me being me? Uh, and, and that is kind of going back to our initial conversation of you can choose to optimize happiness or you can choose to optimize ambition. Being in the circus, dedicating your life to the circus might not always make you happy, mm-hmm. but you're 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 at least choosing to commit to that thing. Mm-hmm. And I think commitment is a a big part of this conversation from the internal perspective, because I think in order to get to the happiness level, if you're choosing to optimize something internally instead of externally, the main component of that is commitment. And it almost doesn't matter what it is you're committing to, but it's kind of what made me think about this was honestly you like you have this to me seemingly bizarre commitment to music and the way you talk about it is as if it's preordained or something like I don't fucking understand what you're talking about half the time but I you're never going to give up in music like you're committed to this journey because it it's not even like you're choosing to do this like there's no question at this point. You have committed. Yeah. And I'm the exact opposite. Like I couldn't care less about succeeding or failure because I'm not committed to whatever in my life. I'm not committed to Huel. And I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. Like yeah. we were talking last night about uh, obsessive tendencies. And I think the distinction I would draw between me kind of getting obsessed with something for a week versus a person who is obsessive is like the commitment. So mm-hmm. I think you're an obsessive person, but you've committed to the thing you're you're obsessed with. Yeah. I'm an obsessive person, but I never commit to the things I've I've obsessed with. Yeah. My my motivations are because it's like like it's cool. <laughs> it's it's grand. It's I'm gonna learn so much from that journey. Like yeah. from an experience perspective. I feel like mastery is part of that too, like a big part of that. And being a master in something really uh, motivates me. Like tickles your fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Being a master in something motivates me. Um, Being able to be at the top level in the world at something Mm -hmm. really motivates me. I want to be the best at everything I do. 
And I don't, I think the commitment to one thing is a, is a derivative of realizing that I can't be the best at everything. So I need to focus my efforts if I actually want to be the best. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that that's great. I, I wonder always about people's decision process when choosing the thing to commit with. I know. I'd still think about it. (laughs) It's it's always interesting to me, like how people kind of stumble upon the thing that they choose to do for 20 years. Yeah. 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 And some people have like a really long exploration process. Some people, it just like clicked for them immediately. Yeah. I don't know. I, very interesting, especially considering our, our previous conversation for the last hour about how at the end of the day, it's all fucking made up. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing that you can definitively say is more worthy of becoming a master and then something else. Becoming a master at the fucking circus is just as fucking crazy as becoming a master at clicking audio files on your computer that makes pretty sounds. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Yeah. But like... Well, I play this song. I play the instruments too. Yeah, and that dude rides a bear with the top hat on. <laughs> Both of them are fucking weird. I write the songs too. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's got a twirly mustache, so we all got our thing. <laughs> um, what... What did you want me to take away from Paul's tweet? I just wanted to have a conversation around it because it did a really good job for me of demonstrating the dichotomy in that question. And he was kind of stating it as if this is a true thing. Like, it's okay to to do both things. Uh, but there's a completely different valid world point where it's not okay where you have a value system which says this lifestyle is better because it achieves this thing faster. And I don't think that either one of those two meta approaches are even correct. You, like it, It's all whatever value system you choose, and some of those are going to make you happier. Some of those things are going to make you more successful. Like You can just choose what you're trying to optimize in your life Right. You can optimize for it. What's the goal? Are you Italy or China? Yeah. Yeah. Are you Italy or China? Yeah. That's what I wanted to take away. Yeah. No, that's fair. I think that's important. And I think that I kind of remarked this at you in between episodes, but it's just funny how it feels ironic, at least, to explore all the topics we have and then sort of feel like we're back at square one. At least I do. Yeah. In some way. Kind of what we're doing is we're we're looking <laughs> at the map and we're saying, okay, in front of us there's a fork. One road leads to Italy, one road leads to China. And sometimes we'll talk about an idea over here on yeah. the Italy path. Yeah. Sometimes we'll talk about a path something over here. And they might contradict because they're on completely different like life tracks that are optimizing for completely different things. Right. But are both are completely valid. Right. And there might be not two paths. There might be 15 different countries we're going to end up at that all are optimized for different things. What's what's beautiful about this podcast, just for from my perspective, is the takeaway from that, like through that exploration, and I feel like only through that exploration am I able to know what I care about. Like do I know more, I feel like what I want to be Italy versus China because we've explored the entire map. And that's, 
that's pretty cool to me, even though it feels a little redundant, <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's, it's cool to be more sure of myself in some areas and have questions in some areas where I didn't before doing 50 episodes of a podcast with you. So because we went with the analogy of countries, mm-hmm. that kind of implies that this stuff is cultural. Uh, like what you choose to optimize is not a factor of your DNA. It's a factor of the people who you spend time with, who you're around. Mm -hmm. Maybe DNA has a factor to do with it, like probably does at some level. Right. But do you believe that there is a, like once you've gone through your initial childhood period and you're an adult now, who you are as a person, your identity is mostly solidified. For you, is there this is the point on the map that I'm trying to optimize that would be the best for me. And if I tried to switch it over here to Italy, it would be bad for me. Like I wouldn't be able to get as close to the good in that path because I'm like who I am. Kind of like how different people might have different optimal diets because their body processes food differently. Right. Do you think your brain could process a value system differently than someone else so that you genuinely have a different way of life that's better for you but worse for someone else and it's immutable. I think that that's pretty true. I think we're like definitely predisposed to one path or the other. I don't know if you couldn't not find happiness in another way, but I definitely think achieving has a bias in my life. And that goes back to what you were saying at the beginning of uh, the, the episodes about, you know, you learned it growing up. Did you come from a, a family that taught you hard work? Right. Yeah. And That's what people I mean. in Italy you learned how to take siestas. Right. <sighs> Fuck. It feels kind of dirty, honestly, to realize that about myself. It feels. You know what we just realized? What? We realize, like, people who in America are Christian because Christianity is the popular religion here. Right. People in India are Hindu because that's a popular religion there. We just realized we like hard work because we grew up in America. Yeah. That's weird. I know. <laughs> I know, but it doesn't make it any less true. What if that's the same for Christianity? It is the same for Christianity. Well, Christianity doesn't make claims about truthfulness. So Christianity is not more true if you... Well, no, 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 no. I mean, it's not true that we won't be predisposed to hard work. Like, like that doesn't mean it's not true even if it's because we were born in America. Like, because we are born in America, we are predisposed to hard work. F- fucked up or not, we still are predisposed to hard work. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going to fulfill us probably the most. Yeah. That's all I mean. So... So then the question is, if you were predisposed to Christianity, will that fulfill you the most too? Or if, you, I mean, like, should you just become the person that your parents raised you to be because that's who they raised you to be? I don't know if I would take it to that extreme because at this point, I can't put the blinders back on on Christianity. Yeah, and what we could go through that with every single concept that we were raised to believe. Mm -hmm. But I, I genuinely value, like I don't genuinely value Christianity. Well, Mm -hmm. I do in some respects, but not as my religion. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I do genuinely value hard work on my own. So after being reared and understanding that's a bias of my rearing, I, I've now made the choice that I actually accept that too. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's an important part of 
the whole fulfilling process. It's like, yes, you're predisposed to so much, but you actually have to accept it at the end of the day. Like imagine being in America and just hating it the whole time. Like, I don't know what makes you hate it. I guess that's the nature part or how you were nurtured, but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Just imagine like you could just completely reject hard work because you're from America too. There's probably a small population in America that that happens to. Oh, I'm sure. I'm like, sure. Some people might be naturally predisposed to living a more laid back lifestyle. Right. I actually probably know people like that. Now that I think about it, you'd probably do better in Italy. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I should move to Italy. <laughs> you want to move to Italy? That sounds fun. That does sound fun. I I need to like go sell my soul or something. Maybe you just need to travel. Like go try some other places. I need to. I I tried that with like Denver. Sell your soul. Yeah. <laughs> go back to who and for how much? Because I'm buying. Um. Fuck. Um. No. I. I just mean I get, need to get to a dark place again to like be productive, like truly, truly make something I like, I, which feels so evil. It doesn't feel good. I don't want it. I don't want that to be the answer. I just feel like it might be the answer. Okay. Yeah. That brings a whole nother layer into it, which is like, if you could go back in time and be born in Italy, would you? Like, because you in this situation now, you kind of have to be against yourself in order to achieve the ambition that your hard work has instilled in you to achieve, mm. you have to do stuff that is bad for you. So in order to, I, I guess, fulfill the cultural norms, you have to hurt yourself. Whereas in maybe another culture, there's fewer of those self loops that, that whack back on themselves. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, from everything we've studied about a fulfilling life, I definitely think, Italians probably lived the most fulfilled life. I, I I don't know if I would say that. Like I I well it I the the true answer is you live the fulfilled life depending on where you come from and, yeah. and the life you choose to live based off of that because like we just explained that whole idea. But I think I think anybody with a sound mind would suggest that not hurting yourself as part of your predisposition is probably a much better way to live your life. Does that make you feel differently about your relationship with creativity? Like, are, are you less likely to hurt yourself intentionally for creative purposes? I've never done it intentionally. I will say mm -hmm. I've never gotten in like self-deprecated, but I do know like, and all my friends joke about it because they know, they know how productive I am with the, like when I'm hurt. That's so funny though. <laughs> it's kind of funny. They're like, haha, Jacob's gotta go get his heart broken again for his next album. I'm like, I'm like I'm like, ha. Start swiping. I know. For <laughs> I was like, damn, huh, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Um Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, that was that was pretty much the, the discussion I wanted. I think to it's have. okay to be mediocre. I don't want to be mediocre. I think Paul Graham is off the rocker lately, but what else have you been tweeting about? All kinds of I shit. I want to know. I want to pull it up. <laughs> Where's my phone? Him and Nassim. Nassim's got me twisted on Twitter. I don't even like him anymore. I fucking love Nassim Talab. <laughs> he's my new favorite guy. He's you're a fanboy. I'm totally a fanboy because I think he's right, but he 
yeah. and he's entertaining. I, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he's an asshole. That's he, what I mean. Like, I feel like it's like for that. I feel like he does it for that. Let's see. And his books are just so brilliant. See, I haven't read. I have it right here, but I haven't read it yet. Let's see. Let's see. Hang on. I'm sorry. I'm pulling him up. Paul Graham has done a lot, though. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Yeah, which is why I want to trust him on, on this thing, but I can't. I'm sorry, Paul. I don't trust you on your philosophy just, of life. This should just be our. This should be our uh, fucking podcast. We just read, read Paul Graham's tweets. At the end of every episode, we read the most recent <laughs> bullshit Paul Graham is tweeting. I'm not surprised by what tweets reveal about people's characters. But I am surprised that so many are willing to reveal these things publicly. I feel like that's at Nassim Taleb. I mean, I have no idea. Nassim Taleb doesn't see it that way. He didn't think that was about him at all. <laughs> yeah, maybe this is a bad segment. This is taking me too long. <laughs> I should serve these before the episode. We'll try it again next time. <laughs> we should have segments. We could totally get into segments. I like segments. I mean... I, I'm afraid of segments because I don't want them to box us in. Well, let's uh, close this episode and, and talk about this <laughs> later. <laughs> All right. You can find us at livingeverynow.com. Living Every Now podcast site is designed almost. We're, we're in the last couple iterations. 39.5% yeah. done. Iterations are coming, and I think we're going to put it out soon. Um, shh, what else? Uh, Discord, join us there. Honestly, haven't been really motivated to be on Discord lately, but come... Hang out and we'll we'll see if we can. <laughs> I hang out in the productivity <laughs> channel every day. You do? Yeah. Oh, dead ass. Dead ass. Every day I'm in there when I'm working. Oh. Um, like almost all day, and the reason is because I took Spotify off my phone because I was listening to podcasts and, and doing stuff on my walks that I was like, oh, when I go on walks and like I'm in the car, I just want to be silent. When I'm working, I go in the Rhythm productivity bot. channel. <laughs> I talk to Rhythmbot. I say, play me Big Booty Mix 15 on repeat, <laughs> full volume, to seven sit. hours straight. <laughs> I'm sitting there listening to Big Booty Mix four times a day. Four whole times I listen to Big Booty Mix 15. Damn, I might turn on my productivity chat just to like, we could like. Yeah, I don't share my screen or anything. I Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I could just show my face, but most of the time I'm just sitting there just, picking my nose. Just you being in there is, is enough. Yeah, no one else is ever in there. It's just me and Rhythm Butt jamming <laughs> out to Big Booty Mix 15. All right, everybody. <laughs> come join us. listening. Come join us there. Uh, Instagram and Twitter at liveinevernow.com. It's been a pleasure to have you here. Will, thanks for bringing your amazing topic in today. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>